Daily Dribble. Welcome back to the Daily Dribble Podcast, guys. As always, I'm your host, Nick Zamet. Absolutely pumped to be back for another huge installment, shaping up as a massive couple of weeks, to be fair. Now, it's hard to believe we have officially crossed the midway point of the NBA regular season, thus taking the opportunity over the next two episodes to kind of give my thoughts and grades on how all 30 teams are doing up until this point. Today, we're going to be doing the Eastern Conference, following it up next week by doing the Western Conference, and just imparting some grades as to how their season's going thus far. Now, it's kind of it's not going to focus too much on record of standings. Certainly a little bit of that will come into play, but just more on my overall feel as to how these teams are travelling so far. So it'll all make sense pretty quickly once we get into it, um, which we'll do momentarily. Before we do so, though, just want to thank each and every single one of you guys, all the support over the last couple of weeks, especially whilst I was in a bit of a hiatus there over the festive season. Uh, it's certainly been great to be back over the course of the last week or so, feeling fr- feeling fit, should I say, feeling refreshed. Um, I'm very, very thankful for all the continued support of not only the show, watching it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, you're watching this one on YouTube, but also all the support and engagement on the socials, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. Uh, it's been great engaging with so many of you over the course of the last couple of weeks, not only on the NBA, also the NBL, so uh, be sure to keep it coming, guys. You guys are what make this uh, this little community community what it is. So uh, yeah, very very thankful there. Okay, let's get into it. Enough of the sentimental thanks and plaudits for all you guys out there. Let's get into it. Starting first and foremost with the Atlanta Hawks. Now, as you guys have probably come accustomed to, if you're a long time listener of the show, I'll rip through this alphabetically. As I said, doing the East today, doing the West next week. Uh, so starting first and foremost with the Atlanta Hawks, I've given them a grading of D. Now, our schooling system is based on a C is a pass. So anything under is you know, not ideal. Anything above, fair play. So the Hawks have kicked things off with a D. Now, I put up a reel during the week. You might have seen that one if you're following the socials. If you're not, be sure to follow them there. Um, comparing them to the Raptors of the last couple of years. Now, what I meant by that at the time was that they're too good to bottom out, but not good enough to compete. A very middling team at the moment uh, with just a real lack of cohesion, a lack of direction, and it kind of just feels like they're on tender hooks waiting for things to happen. Now, with that, I mean that DeJounte Murray, he has been one of the most talked about names in this free agency period. It seems he's all but gone. Now, but without him, what defense do they have? I think they've got to just double down on the offensive side. With training your team, you're never going to have a good offense. Uh, for as great as he is on that offensive end, he's a defensive liability. So I think with him in your team, you've just got to double down and score as many points as possible. Uh, I think, you know, they're in a position, they could blow things up if they wanted to. Everything could be put on the table. But at the moment, I just don't know where they go. It's a real, real shame. At this point, they're in a bit of a dogfight just to make the playing tournament. So I'm not opposed to that route of them blowing it up. Been a very lacklustre start this season so far. They've got plenty of talent there, but it's just not clicking. So I'm all on board with shaking things up. They start things with a D for me today. Okay, let's move ahead to the Beantown boys. Boston, I've given them a grading of A. Now, the Boston Celtics are undoubtedly the measuring stick of the whole league at the moment, you would say. You'd have to say pretty comfortably title favourites as well. 
uh, depending who you ask. They've been in and around the mix the last couple of seasons, yet those off-season acquisitions of Drew Holiday and Kristaps Porzingis have just made them so much more potent on both ends of the court. They have the league's best point differential at plus 10, and they just feel like the team with the swagger befitting of champions at the moment. They're going to be a very, very tough beat, particularly in the Eastern Conference. Uh, I don't know who can probably take it up to them at the moment. You look at the Bucks, you look at Philly, you look at a couple of these other teams in and around the mix, but they are well and truly the front runners in the Eastern Conference. Certainly in the league as a whole, you could certainly make a very strong case for. Very exciting, not just for that, you know, those acquisitions, but Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown, they're now just about to reach their prime. That is a very scary prospect for all other 29 teams in the league. That they're, they're going to be a deadly, deadly duo, a deadly squad for the next couple of seasons. And, you know, as I said, they've been in and around the mix the last couple of years. I feel this could be their moment. They've been knocking on the door, waiting for that breakthrough. And with the squad they've got, it's hard to argue that they could go the whole distance this year. So to this point, I've given them an A, a very, very impressive start from the Boston Celtics. And I've no doubt in my mind that will continue over the course of the rest of the regular season. The Brooklyn Nets, I've given them a C. They started considerably better than I thought, as better than many people would have thought, to be fair. Uh, They've cooled down and come back to earth a little bit since then, which isn't too much of a surprise. Still not a team you want to face on any given night. Cam Thomas, Mikael Bridges, Cam Johnson, even Spencer Dinwiddie all have the ability to cook you on any given night. You don't hold... There hasn't been a great level of consistency, but they are still quite dangerous on their night. Still would love to see a healthy Ben Simmons come back into the fold with zero pressure, zero expectations in Brooklyn there on him at the moment. I still believe I'm still, there's just a little part of me that's holding on to hope that he could flourish, particularly on the defensive end of the floor. Uh, He could be a very handy, handy piece to bring into the fold. Again, that is all pending health. And given his track record at the moment, There's not a lot of hope within that. But again, just another team at the minute that's just kind of middle of the road, not really causing too many waves, uh, have been solid, especially throughout that early part of the season. I've given them a pass mark. So a C there for the Brooklyn Nets. Let's move ahead to the Hornets. I've given them a D grading. For Charlotte, the expectations were very, very low coming into this season with really the only exciting, real bright spark there being LaMelo Ball. Now, he's averaged nearly 25 points, five and a half rebounds, eight assists, which is fantastic when he's on the court. Yeah, actually being on the court isn't always a given. Now, he's played just over a tick of 20 games this season, and last season across the entirety of the regular season, only played 36. Now, you can put up all the stats in the world, looks fantastic in the box score column, but if you're not doing it on a night-in, night-out basis, you're only playing a handful of games across the season, what does it really count for? Outside of this, or outside of Lamelo, should I say, this team has very, very little to look forward to. Uh, with the acquisition of Kyle Lowry very recently there, moving on from Terry Rozier, just hoping he can bring a little bit of experience, a little bit of championship pedigree to install a little bit of belief and intent with this team. At the moment, they seem content losing, which regardless of if you're going for the lottery or whether you're, you know, whatever your situation is, As a professional athlete, your mentality should be to win. 
at the moment they're lacking that. Hopefully Lowry can instill a little bit of that into this very young squad, but I've given them a D. So not a lot of exciting things happening there in Charlotte at the moment. Lee, I hope for your sake you're, uh, you know, finding finding some enjoyment in watching Lamelo when he's on the court. Because outside of that, you know, Brandon Miller's been okay. Um, PJ Washington back in the fold. There's not a lot to look forward to there in Charlotte at the moment. I'll push ahead to the Chicago Bulls. I've given them a C plus. After a very miserable start, the Bulls are actually fighting harder than many would have would have expected. Uh, less than ideal that Zach Levine set for another sideline stint once again. Yet this opens up more opportunity for some of these other players, in particular Kobe White and Pat Williams, just to elevate their game. Both have been better as of late. Uh, I still think there's, you know, the plays to move on from Levine, and that's still strongly, strongly rumoured at the moment. I think we've all seen enough of this iteration of the team to suggest that their ceiling isn't really, isn't that high. Uh, or, or not that high, but it's not worth holding on to and kind of persevering with it. But uh, yeah, I've been quite impressed with the way the uh, with the way the Bulls are going as of late. They've actually got themselves into a respectable position there in ninth at the moment. Uh, again, should they make the play in playoffs, you know, all things going to plan. I think they'll be nothing more than first round fodder. But uh, glad to see them actually putting in a little bit of fight as of late. So well done to the Chicago Bulls. Moving ahead to the Cleveland Cavaliers. Now, I've given them an A-. minus. Loving, 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 loving what I'm seeing at the moment from the, from the Cavs. Arguably flying under the radar. Uh, one of the form teams of the competition, undoubtedly, put up something last week, just kind of highlighting that a little bit more. But what they're doing without Evan Mobley, without Darius Garland, two of their heavy hitters, you know, they just continue to roll on. Donovan Mitchell, Jared Allen, arguably, who I said last week, playing some of the best ball of his career. They're not a team to take lightly in the postseason. Getting great contributions from Georges Niang, Sam Merrill, um, Tristan Thompson before his, uh, his little misdemeanor there. Um, but a lot of blokes stepping up. Karis LeVert as well, in that sixth man role. They're very, very formidable at the moment. And that's without Garland and Mobley. Once those two come back, I, I tell you what, they're a dark horse to take out the East. In a seven-game series, they are going to be extremely fun to watch, doing tremendous things in the regular season thus far. I've given them an A-. minus. The Detroit Pistons, they've got an F grading. Now, the Pistons, I wouldn't put your hands up for Detroit if I was you. Uh, they, I di- again, didn't expect a lot this season, but they're on track for a historically bad regular season. Now, they already had a record-tying 28-game losing streak a couple of weeks ago. And to be honest, since then, things haven't gotten that much better. Currently, bottom of the East there with a 5-40 and 40 record. Um, it's just a shame they've had an ability to be in a lot of these games, but are just lacking that killer instinct to actually get them over the line. In the 1972-1973 season, the Philadelphia 76ers finished with a record of 9-73. and 73. At the moment, the Pistons are on track to, to do worse than this. Um, that's, that's pretty horrific. 9-73, and 73, as things currently sit, 5-40, and 40, the Pistons there. Wouldn't be surprised to see another record broken this season. And to, to be honest, for me, it's a shame. I'm, I love Cade Cunningham. 
Um, I think he's had a great season individually, yet even his best efforts haven't been enough to carry this team to even a couple more wins. Uh, they're just a very, very bad team. It's uh, it's going to be a very slow, a long, slow burn with the Pistons, but you know, at the moment, uh, they're just historically bad. Nothing else to say. F grading for the Pistons. Uh, yeah, start looking ahead to next season already. The Indiana Pacers, they receive a B grading from me. Really built, have built well off the back of their incredible improvement last season have the league's best offense and have the best offensive rating in NBA history at the moment, which is just a testament to their run and gun style of play. Um, you know, they've, they've not been content with those improvements either, which I like, which you've made throughout the first half. Just the other week went and acquired Pascal Siakam from the Toronto Raptors, uh, makes them a serious threat within the East, I believe as well. At the moment, they're kind of in that, just holding on to a playoff spot, currently sixth, the 26 and 20 record. But by adding Siakam, it just signals, as I said, signals their intent to actually be a heavy hitter within the East. Halliburton's an absolute star. I couldn't be any higher on him if I tried. Uh, out at the moment with a little injury, but he's averaged 23 and a half points, four rebounds, and a league leading 12 and a half assists per game. He's undoubtedly the man to guide them for the next decade. Uh, I'm very excited about this team. I'm excited to see what noise they can make in the playoffs. And again, somewhat like the Cavs, they're not a team I would want to face in the seven-game series. You're going to have to play some incredible defense or play some incredible offense just to keep up with them. A very scary prospect there, the Pacers. Miami, I've given a B-. minus. Overall, if you're a Miami fan, I think you'd be pretty happy at the moment. They've struggled with their fair share of injuries throughout the first half of the season, yet as is has been the case for the last however many years. Heat culture, they find a way to win. They've just made the acquisition of Terry Rozier from the Charlotte Hornets, which I love. Gives them an, another offensive weapon. Who can catch fire in a hurry? Very similar to Duncan Robinson, to Tyler Hero. Uh, I think that's a really savvy bit of business there. Only giving up a first-round pick and Kyle Lowry. Very, very well done, I think, on that front. Rookie Jamie Hakez Jr., is having a great campaign as well, averaging 14 points, four rebounds, three assists. And I think would certainly be a stronger rookie of the year candidate if he wasn't playing in the same class as Wemby or Shet there, uh, who are absolute monsters already. It's very hard to contend with that. But he's having a great rookie campaign. For me, they don't look like the scariest team on paper at the moment. Yet, as we saw last season in that incredible run to the NBA Finals, you don't want to bet against them. They just continue to find a way to win. Uh, with Jimmy Butler there, he saves his best basketball for the postseason. With the acquisition of Terry Rozier, I think they're a really well-rounded team. And again, another team that's probably going to make a bit of noise in the postseason. So don't discredit the heat. Let's hope they can keep this regular season form rolling. The Milwaukee Bucks receive a C plus. Now, for my, it's it's quite bizarre. The the Bucks, I believe. I think they've been pretty disappointing thus far, despite having quite – their record at the moment is 31-14. and 14. They are second in the Eastern Conference, and I'm saying this is disappointing. But it was highlighted during the week with the news that head coach Adrian Griffin was fired. Doc Rivers has since been the man to take up the top job there. But for me, I, I just feel as if, you know, Dame and Giannis, the two heavy hitters within the squad, 
They've both shown flashes of how good they are, yet they haven't clicked quite as cohesively as fans would have liked. Uh, I think, though, the key cog is Chris Middleton. With the attention those other two players, Dame and Giannis, receive, he should have so much more freedom and ability to actually, you know, be an impact on this team. And at the moment, you know, we're getting the full Chris Middleton merry-go-round experience. I, I just think he could be, you know, the kind of little hidden gem on this team that could kind of pick them up in the playoffs. I'm certainly not discounting them yet. As I said, second in the East, but haven't quite caught fire the way I thought they would yet. With their talent, though, I certainly have faith that they'll work it out. But just disappointing based on overall feel so far for me. Would love to hear from you guys. Like, I find there's such a conundrum at the minute, the Bucks. Let me know during the week what you guys think. Are they doing better than you thought, worse than they thought? Do you still believe they're a championship contender? Let me know, guys. Hit up the socials and let me know your thoughts on the Milwaukee Bucks. Okay, let's push ahead to the New York Knicks. I've given a B-plus there. Now, Madison Square Garden is rocking. The league is so much better when the Knicks are rolling. Uh, just for the fanfare it causes, just for the energy. They're looking very formidable. Now, with their latest acquisition of OJ Ananobi, they look a lot more potent on both ends of the court, in particular the defensive end there. News came out just a little bit earlier today that Julius Randle has had a dislocated shoulder. Uh, the MRI came back without too much damage, but time will tell what impact that has on them moving forward throughout the second half of the regular season. But up until this point, he's been serviceable. Uh, it's still very hit and miss. Bricks a lot of shots, but he's getting what he needs to. But when you've got Jalen Brunson playing at an all-star level, they're a team to be feared. My only concern is them is with their big man stocks. Uh, with Mitchell Robinson being out, I just don't know how much faith I have in Isaiah Hartenstein or Jericho Sims to be your starting center for a team that actually wants to go deep this season. Um, but as I said, fantastic what they're doing at the moment. Just the energy they're bringing. Brunson has been one of the premier point guards across the league this season and probably very stiff to not get an all-star starting spot nod there. Uh, but fantastic stuff happening there in New York. They receive a B-plus from me. The Orlando Magic, I have given a C-plus. Now, another team that started the season red hot have since come back to earth a little bit since which was to be expected. Uh, the bench unit was incredible to start that first part of the season. Again, cooled off a little bit since. But as an Orlando Magic fan, I think you'd be delighted with how your team's progressing at the minute, in particular the development of the young guys. Um, Benchero is an absolute star and certainly who you're hitching your wagon to for the future. But with Wagner there, with with Markel Fultz, um, there's, a, there's a lot of young talent to build around. I think they're going to be a super fun team over the next five years. If they keep building and progressing the way they are, uh, you know, there's good things to come, I believe. They should, for this season, be able to cling to a playing spot at the worst from here, which I think would be fun. It'd be a great stepping stone for them to progress into for next season. And I think they certainly warrant that. So here's hoping they can hold on to that spot there. C-plus for me. Billy, I've given a B. Now, it's still very, very hard to buy into this team until the playoffs. Again, if you're a long-time listener of the show, you know, since our early, early days, uh, you'll know that 
Billy are a team that I've continued to put quite a lot of stock into heading into the start of each regular season. And they've continued to disappoint me year in and year out. So don't want to buy into it too much, but they have looked quite impressive throughout the regular season so far. Tyrese Maxey continues to elevate his game, whilst Tobias Harris has showed a far greater level of consistency. Um, And for me, he was one of the players I had a real, I wouldn't say vendetta, um, but had a real, I suppose, dislike towards, just based on the size of the contract he was getting versus the output he was delivering. He's since started to bridge the gap between the two, which is fantastic for him. Um, it's a great, it takes him off my shit list. So well done there to buy it. But really this team's going to go as far as Joel Embiid will take them on track at the moment for another MVP award. You would say probably the clubhouse leader at this point in time, he just needs to stay healthy. And uh, you know, I think the sky is the limit for this team. He is that good that he could carry them to an NBA championship. But again, it's all pending health. He needs people to come along with him and he needs to find on-court rhythm and routine and consistency and minimise the actual injuries he, he sustains. If they do, I, I think Billy, Billy, they would be disappointed, I think, not to make the Eastern Conference Finals. That should be their low watermark. Uh, but throughout the regular season so far, they receive a B. There's 13 down, guys. Two teams to go. The Toronto Raptors receive a D plus for me. Now, they finally, over the last couple of weeks, offloaded Pascal Siakam and OG Ananobi. Uh, well done for actually embracing a direction. Yet, I think I still think this move, these moves, should I say, were 12 months too late. Given what they got in return there, you know, the notable pieces, RJ Barrett, Manuel Quickly, a uh, couple of pieces there from the Pacers for Siakam, Bruce Brown. You know, I think they could have got a lot more 12 to 18 months ago, or even six months ago for that matter. Uh, they've started the season very poorly, and even since these moves, I don't think it's actually benefited them too much. Again, I kind of compare them still to the Atlanta Hawks, a team that's probably just a touch too good to bottom out, but not good enough to can really make too much noise in the postseason. Um, at the moment, they're sit- currently 12th. They're two games back of Atlanta there in 10th for a playing spot with a 16-29 and 29 record. Um you know, I'm, I'm quite excited by that young core that they're building there with Scotty Barnes, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly. It should be quite exciting, but I just don't think they're good enough to really compete this year. Um, disappointing, though, but in, I'm proud of the fact that they finally pulled the pin and got rid of these, these two big stars. Probably not for the value I would have liked, uh, but nevertheless, they've actually made the choice to do something about the position they're in. So... Yeah, excited to see how the second half of their season plays out, if they can kind of surprise me and make some noise, uh, or if they'll kind of fade away for this season. I've saved the best till last, or arguably one of the worst till last. The Washington Wizards, they receive an F-plus for me. Bad, just a bad team indeed. There's nothing really remotely exciting about them. The Jordan Poole experiment has not worked. Uh, there's no pool parties going on there in Washington at all. He has the league's worst plus minus uh, across any player within the league. I think it's like I read it the other day. It's minus like 350 or something absurd. They're just in really ordinary shape at the moment. You know, I don't really know where they go from here. Um, you know, at least with the Pistons, 
there's some exciting young players, Killian Hayes, Cade Cunningham, Jalen Duran. Um, you know, there's there's some, there's a little bit about them. But in Washington at the moment, I'm just not seeing any of that whatsoever. Um, thinking of positives on the fly here, the only positive from my mind at the moment is that things can't get much worse. You wouldn't think they're in, in Washington at the moment. So find solace in that. But, yeah, just a really, really bad team. Guys, their recaps are very quick Eastern Conference mid-season grades, grading all 15 team seasons up until this point. Uh, love doing these episodes. Again, we'd certainly like to spend a lot longer on each team, but, um, yeah, we've done it in a short, sharp fashion there. That culminates part one of the two-part series, doing the mid-season grades. Next week, I will tackle the Western Conference, doing all 15 teams there, which... The Western Conference always excites me. <coughs> Pardon me. Um, so certainly looking forward to getting into that one. Guys, let me know what you thought of my grades, what I got right, what I got wrong. I'm sure a lot of you guys have you know, contrasting opinions to myself, so I would love to hear it. Um, get in touch via the socials, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or TikTok to let me know your thoughts. I shouldn't call it TikTok, should I? It's now X, isn't it? I need to get in the habit of saying that. Um, YouTube. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Twitter, or X. Um, get in touch, guys. Give me your thoughts. Would love to hear them. And be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show, whether you're tuning into this one on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, or if you're watching this one looking at my uh, my shiny forehead there on YouTube, uh, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to the show, guys. Very, very appreciative for all the continued support. I'm going to go enjoy the rest of my weekend um, and look forward to tuning in forward to speaking to you should i say speaking to you guys again next week for the western conference mid-season grades till then have a fantastic week and i'll speak to you soon bye